You're listening to the Traffic and Funnel Show. What's going on, folks? This is Alan, producer of the TNF Show. In this episode, Taylor and Chris teach clients how they balance multiple business opportunities without attaching themselves to the outcome. They also discuss setting priorities, risk-to-reward ratios, and getting discernment and clarity on which opportunities you should spend your time on. Got a topic you'd like to hear more about or get further insight on? Email us at podcast at trafficandfunnels.com. All right, let's get to the show. You guys obviously see an abundance of opportunity through any like anything business-wise coming to the table for, for you. Yep. How do you guys filter through your opportunities of what's worth it and what's not worth it? I spend a lot of time thinking about it. There's no easy, there's no, if you're a visionary type person, you're just going to be bombarded with it. Yeah. And then if you get it under control and you sleep and for more than six hours, then you're going to be bombarded with it again the next morning. It's just a nonstop, like there's so, which is good. Like you want to have all of these opportunities and be surrounded by it. But, you know, right now, I have I have so many different uh, brands and equity partners that I had to make a list in my morning formula just so I don't forget. Because I'm I'm forgetting. You can ask Gabrielle; like she'll tell you this. I just forget that I have a business, and then I'm like, "Why isn't this growing?" Because you forgot about it. And they've been emailing you for seven weeks asking for something, and so I I don't necessarily like I don't subscribe to the idea that you can only do one thing, but I do believe that you have to build the requisite teams, which buys you the ability to do more things. And so I just constantly have a radar on like, how much bandwidth do I have? How much gas is in the tank? Right now, you know, I can maybe do, I I maybe have room for one or two more things, but I'm pretty maxed out. And part of the reason that I'm maxed out is because in December, when I got back into kind of business building mode, went in, rebuilt the sales team, like I was like, oh, this is fun. Like this is so much fun. I don't want to not do this. I think I stepped out, probably similar story with Chris because I was supposed to, supposed to, like that's what you do when you want to build enterprise value. Man, I'm like, I'm an entrepreneur. Ask any, anybody back here, they have full permission to be honest with you. And it's like, the, the challenge for them is probably to get me out sometimes because I'm just like, put me in. I want to do stuff. I want to build stuff. Um, you've got to keep an eye on what you're passionate and motivated by. If you're being drawn to something, it's going to require more energy to not just do it than, than anything else. So just do it. Sweet. How do you, your question was, how do you decide whether something is worth it? Mm-hmm. You mean from a monetary standpoint or from a human standpoint? Human standpoint. Human? Yeah. If you're drawn to it, just do it. Just do it. That would be my thought on it. Cool. I think Chris yeah. is going to disagree with that. I think it depends on your priorities and your outcome. I think it depends on your priorities. <laughs> <laughs> God, um, this is violence. I think for me, man, I, it's this thing where you can you can plant one garden and nurture that garden and then harvest that garden, right? And do you have everything that you need in that one garden? And should you stay in that one garden and you can love it and get all the fulfillment and all the human stuff out of it? 
and have enough to eat in surplus, right? So this is the idea. Or you can go plant five other gardens, and then you have to nurture five other gardens, right? So if you have enough capacity with what you're currently doing to plant maybe new stuff, nurture new stuff where you're at, that's what I think our reframe has been, where before I was going and starting new businesses, right, new gardens, and that just requires a lot more. Like new opportunity requires more. So if you've created capacity in your business and you want to do a new project for fun and everything in your current business is nurtured and is stewarded well and is taken care of so that when you go off to do this new thing, everything's going to be protected and good. It's going to grow and be healthy. And you have vision for that and the right things in place for that. Then you can go do the new stuff. So I think there's a lot of power in having discipline, but also that comes with a vision for what you want, right? and what health is for you in that garden. So for me, I'm finding a lot of enjoyment taking those powers and really putting them to use in what we currently have versus going after new opportunity. So just choosing the vehicle. Cool. Here's, let me, I'll give you my ideal setup and constraints real fast. You ready? ready. I'm just going to give it to you quick. You can write it down if you want or get it from someone else. Two to three great businesses each with the upside of 30 to 50 million annual 12 to 15 equity partners. And I want to average 10 plus a month. Uh, 20. What? Sorry. 10 a month per, um, 25,000 investors on a newsletter. I'm, I really love to write. Writing is so fun. I would write whether I got paid or not. Might as well put people on a list. I want to make 100K a month trading options because that's so fun. Like, I have a trading view account and I've been learning options. And I've made 30 grand and lost 30 grand, which means my net profit is zero for the year. But I don't care. It's so fun. I'll get up to 100K a month on that because it's a hobby. You know, it's like, yeah. why not have a hobby that also makes you 1.2 a year? It's fun. Um, a thousand units on the real estate side because we can. And so one of the things that, like, I hired this, uh, I hired this chick who is in New York City and she works with traders and she's on, like, have you seen Billions? So she's like Windy Roads a little bit. Like, that energy. Her first email to me when I signed up for her services was, I'll never share anything unless I'm subpoenaed and then I'm going to send everything to the feds. And I was like, wow, that's like a different level of client that I'm, <laughs> I don't think you have anything to worry about. She's, she's great. She's intense. And one of the things that we worked through was like entrepreneurs, we want everything to be safe all the time. We don't really, we want things to be risk-free and, and like, just like locked in. Like if you think about it subconsciously or consciously, Everyone in the room at some point has chased an outcome that's like, I am just dialed and it's set it and forget it. And it's like, I'm rich and wealthy for the rest of my life. True? Anyone? Seriously? Put your mother and hand up in the air if it's true. Like, but that actually is killing you. So she's like, what would you do if you had $200 million in the bank? 
and you had to take a 30-day vacation. I was like, well, I would probably build an offer. I'd probably trade some options. She's like, cool. So you just launch yourself right back into risk-taking. That's like our innate like status like state. We want to take risks and we want to push and climb and, and drive. And so if you can segment your personality or your situation into your hedge and then your default risk-taking state, how much cash on hand do you need so that you never have to worry about it again? It's not a hundred grand, bro. Mm -hmm. You need to know what that is. Yeah. Okay. It's at least 10 million, maybe yeah. more. For me, it's 40. You put that into something that is protected and safe, and then you literally forget you ever had it. And then you take the rest and you play with it. And you build what is passionate for you to build. And you don't have to worry about anything else. So my constraints are built from 40 million cash on hand, all of the hobbies that I want. I've got all of the things that are kind of mixed in, two to three big main big companies, 12 to 15 equity companies. And when you have that clarity, and I read it every morning, it just like, you just know this is an opportunity I should take right now, or that's not interesting to me and I don't want to take it. It doesn't fit in the season of my life. Yeah. You're not sitting like 40 million, million liquid? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Sick. Yeah, it's more than a, it's 100K is not the right answer. Yeah. That was a test you failed. Okay. It's okay. Fair. It's got to be more than that. Or, or what you're doing is you don't, you, you have not earned the ability to take the risk that is inherently desired in your personality. Okay, so you're going to want to take risks in, in certain places. But it's going to come at a cost of your risk profile. Yeah. You know? So you're saying like more like long term. I'm saying like for me, like the cash on, I thought the hand, cash on hand question was more like, hey, like where are you at now? And where are you trying to get to within, you know, a shorter period of time? So, like how short? Two days? You uh, get to 100K tomorrow. Uh, uh, yeah. Like uh, once uh, again, everything starts in line, blah, 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 yeah. gas, fuel, water. Like we already went through sure. that. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Why not? Who's telling you that you can't get to 100K end of day tomorrow? Nobody. So what if you had to get to 10 million end of day tomorrow? This is the beauty of like, I've done full circle, man. Like you can raise money in a moment. Yeah. You know, it's not that hard. It just requires you to know what the target is, first of all, because you know what's the problem with 100K is, when you wake up in the morning, when you go to sleep tonight, your subconscious is brewing around what number? 100K. 100K. So it's just all the time. It's your shower time. It's your workout time. Like the subconscious doesn't turn off. It's 24-7 all the time. And so when your number is 100K, that's what the number is. If you change that number to 10 million and you achieve 50% of the goal is a failing grade what do you end up with? Five million. Five million. It's a lot better than 100K. Yeah. The only reason our numbers are low is artificially we're being told something and we're receiving it. And then it's coming out of our behaviors. Yeah.